like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. I've been doing some research and connecting with folks familiar with recently departed folk musician Larry Penn in preparation for a memorial musical celebration, Song of the Soul, we'll be doing for Larry in just a couple weeks. And I've discovered some gems in my old stomping grounds in the orbit of Milwaukee. Today we'll be sharing the music and stories of one person I've met from that area, Craig Seamson. Craig's got family roots in the Kansas soil, and with one of Milwaukee's socialist mayors of days gone by, and with his sweetheart and other duet half, Patty Stevenson. And occasionally, he's part of the Plum Creek String Band. Craig Simpson joins us today by phone from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Craig, I'm so pleased you could join me today for Song of the Soul. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. How are things down in Milwaukee? Uh, we're having a, a great, beautiful winter day. It's do you travel a lot doing shows and that in the winter? Is that a time to dig into your home, or do you get out on the road much? A little of both. We have a 16-year-old daughter, so when we brought her home, we pulled back quite a bit anyway. I was checking on the gig list that you have on craigtunes.com mm-hmm. and noticing a lot of your shows were at libraries and that kind of thing. Is that a mainstay during school year, summer? When when do you get out and do all the coffee houses and all that kind of thing? When's that heavy season? Well, at this point in my in my life, it's all mixed together. Patty and I toured quite a bit, but we also, very much like our community, we wanted to be parents. We wanted to be here for our kid. So I was actually a teacher for quite a number of years, and we mixed up touring with our professional lives. Patty's a piano tuner, but now I do both. So I'm retired from teaching. So I do libraries, I do senior communities, and then Patty and I perform out and about you know, pretty close to home, but the Midwest region. How long have you and Patty been an item? I think it's it's love at first note or something like that. No, it wasn't. We move at glacial speed on every aspect of our lives. We first met somewhere in the early to mid-1980s at a folk festival. We said hello and goodbye, and that was sort of the end of that. We actually had a friend that played matchmaker for a while. He kept inviting her to events that I was involved with. And then we got together and we stayed stubbornly solo for quite a while. And then some friends were rather insistent that uh, we do at least one show a year as a duo. We tried that one year and it worked out well. And then the logistics, obviously, of being a duo make more sense in terms of travel. And then, you know, the rest is history. It just became a, a lovely thing. And we became known a lot for our harmonies and how we interpret songs and things. So it's been really wonderful. 
Well, get us started on your music, Craig. What would you like to share first for Song of the Soul? Um, I thought the first I would do someone else's composition, Sarah Carter, and it's on my second CD, and it's called Railroading on the Great Divide. And I do greatly enjoy this song. There's an event down in Milwaukee that they do every month. It's a food pantry benefit at our coffee house. It's called The Coffee House. And the fellow who books these food pantry benefits once a month always comes up with a very fun, creative theme. It always seems to stretch me. And one of the themes one time, each of the artists was supposed to do a set of Carter family tunes. And I wanted to do songs that I wasn't all that familiar with from them. This song really jumped out at me. And it reminded me a lot of just how my spirit tends to always be in motion, whether I'm at home or out traveling around. But uh, I always seem to be leaning in the direction of traveling. So Railroading on the Great Divide is the song that I chose to start this out with. 19 and 16, I started to roam. Out in the West, no money, no home. I went a-drifting along with the tide I landed on the great divide Railroading on the great divide Nothing around me but a rocky and sky There you'll find me as the years go by Railroading on the great divide Ask any old-timer from old Cheyenne Railroad omens the best in the land The long steel rails and the short cross ties And I laid across the great divide Railroading on the great divide Nothing around me but a Rockies and sky I look down across the breeze Number three is coming The fastest song wheels Through old Laramie She glides along with pride And I rolled across the great divide Railroading on the great divide Nothing around me But a Rockies and sky there you'll find me as the years go by Railroading on the Great Divide Railroading on the Great Divide Nothing around me but a Rockies and sky There you'll find me as the years go by Railroading on the Great Divide Railroading on the Great The song is Railroading on the Great Divide. It's a Carter family song, actually by Sarah Carter. Bays is her married last name. 
and it was performed by Patty Stevenson and Craig Simpson. Together, their website is pattycraig.com. That's from your recording, One Person. I note, by the way, Craig, that you have two solo CDs, and you have one with you and Patty together called One Person. That seemed ironic to me. (laughs) You're finally doing a duo CD, and you call it One Person. The irony didn't escape us also. Uh, It's actually a song that Patty wrote. It's a lovely song about somebody that was involved with our daughter's education when she first started school, and how one person oftentimes can have a huge impact on a broader community just because of their positive spirit. So that song is uh, for her. And then the photo on the front, you'll notice that that's a log going out into a lake, and that's a beautiful scene from northern Wisconsin. It's a huge log, and the person at the end of the log is actually our daughter when she's about four years old, just sort of loving the Wisconsin environment and getting lost in the shallow depths around the, the logs. That's a great picture. All dressed in black, is that what she's in? Just... She may be. She, I tell you that she's, she's very fashion, from early on, very fashion-oriented, and we are definitely not. So it's been, always, <laughs> it's been fun watching how she, <laughs> she dresses herself, and now she dresses me. <laughs> so railroading on the Great Divide. But let's keep going with your music, Craig. What do you want to share next? Next up, I thought, keeping with the traveling, or at least the theme of being outside of Wisconsin, the song Pontchartrain, and that's a song, uh, when, I, when people hear it, they ask me about it. Some people say it's uh, one of the best songs they've ever written, and they want to know where I got the idea for it, and when you hear the song, it's going to tell a story of a couple who lived down in Louisiana, and the young man uh, sets off for Colorado in search for gold, and how that turns out for them. So people say, well, where did you get the idea for that song? And the truth is that it's, it comes from three very, very different places in my life. The reference to a young man on horseback with a pistol uh, is actually a reference to my great-grandfather who came not from Louisiana but from Illinois out to Colorado during the gold rush looking for fame and fortune. And it was just too rough and tumble for him. He was frightened. He came back and settled in central Kansas. And then the next part, my wife and I were out in Colorado, and I was reading a local, one of those little newspapers that small towns tend to publish, and there was a story in there about gold miners and their demise, because most of them found nothing, and how some people just sort of wonder, what are you doing out there? You know, it's, it's killing you. And then the last part was I was in New Orleans, and I love going to art museums, and I travel. I was in their art museum, and they had artwork from people who had lived along Lake Pontchartrain before it was, you know, developed. So it was these beautiful scenes of this beautiful southern lake and so the romance of it just started tumbling around in my brain and years later this song sort of poured out and the song is Pontchartrain by Craig Simpson she walked down to the shore bent down on her knees she scooped up the water put it to her lips and said won't you marry me No one standing there She turned and walked away She went to the cabin and closed the door Just like she'd done before Singing, come down to Louisiana To the shores of Pontchartrain Come walk in the moonlight by my side Say you'll never leave 
went to Colorado on a horse with a pistol and dreams. Went there looking for a little luck. All he found was rocks and streams. Late at night, he often found his thoughts were turning to her. She said, "There ain't no gold in them there hills, oh boy. What you digging for?" Oh. oh, oh. Singing, come down to Louisiana, to the shores of Pontchartrain. Come walk in the moonlight by my side and say you'll never leave. Oh. Late one night, she wondered if she felt something tug inside. Thousand miles out in the west was the night her lover died. He went looking for a fortune. All he found was a deep dark hole. As he lay there, body broken, her face was all he saw. Oh, singing, come down to Louisiana. To the shores of Pontchartrain, come walk in the moonlight by my side. Say you'll never leave. So tenderly cast a light upon her face. As the songbirds sing and her hair flows around, she's longing for a trace. It's clear to her now she understands what fate has turned astray. For in the dawning of her heart, she loves him anyway. Singing, come down to Louisiana, to the shores of Pontchartrain. Come walk in the moonlight by my side. Say you'll never leave. Yeah. Singing, come down to Louisiana, to the shores of Pontchartrain. Come walk in. Light by my side, say you'll never leave. You 
heard all the inspirations for the song Ponch Train by Craig Simpson. It's from Craig's recording, Plum Creek Farmer. You can connect up with Craig via the website that he and his wife have, pattycraig.com. And I do want to mention Patty's name is Patty with a Y. So if, if you log into pattycraig.com, it's P-A-T-T-Y. And in any case, both of these links will be on northernspiritradio.org. Come to my site. I'll give you a little bit more information about them. You can see the songs and connect up with both Craig and Patty. Again, that song was Train. Actually, it was kind of evocative for me of the song, uh, Please Come to Boston. Mm, interesting. Yeah. It had that same emotional, it's like, I'm here. Come back to me, you, you dummy. You're traveling around. Yeah. Did you have anyone acting as an anchor for you when you were living your life of an itinerant singer? Just I got the sense that you did a lot of touring and you weren't very disposed to let moss grow under your feet. Yeah, no, no, I can't say that there was anybody uh, until really I met Patty, which I guess that's the love at first sight thing, that she's the person who stuck. I spent a lot of my youth, meaning before my late teens, 20s, my parents liked to travel, but I, I would do very strange things, just hitchhike and disappear when I was supposed to meet them somewhere, like in Oregon. I just wouldn't show up. You know, in my mind, I wasn't being irresponsible. I just was caught up in the moment. Uh, one time we were in Glacier National Park. I was probably 12. I just read a book. I think it was Huxley. He described sort of emerging and uh, submerging into a river and becoming sort of part of the river. So I thought I'd do that. <laughs> so I laid down in a river by our campground and just floated away and at the end of the day of course my parents you know they got the rangers looking for me because they don't know what happened and i'm having this amazing moment in this <laughs> river and I, I eventually wash out into some lake and find a dirt road and just start walking and eventually make my way back to civilization and i you know truly for me it wasn't like oh my god someone's got to be worrying about me it's more that i just was so caught up in the moment so i've always been that way you know, I just can't turn it off. Luckily, Patty's very similar, so the traveling part is, is very natural for us. But throughout my 20s, I lacked discipline and loved moving around, so I, I certainly had uh, a lot of adventures living out of a car just around the country and having having a grand old time. My grandma used to accuse me of retiring first, so <laughs> people definitely understood my personality from early on. That sounds so cool, and I think we could probably sit here and talk stories all day, but <laughs> what's your next song? Well, the next song is called Plum Creek Farmer. The Plum Creek Farmer in the song is my grandpa, Simpson. Uh, he's from West Central Kansas, a little town called Hollywood. That's where uh, his dad settled in. They came over like the 1860s, somewhere in there. Of course, my grandfather raised his family and my dad's generation uh, through the Dust Bowl. My grandma called them the Dirty Thirties. So my whole life, having spent a lot of time down there, I heard these stories was always just amazed by their just commitment to survival and almost in some ways not being able to see past that need to survive. Uh, things that we take for granted, like, for example, just traveling all over, that made no sense to them ever. And my grandfather, he always wanted to be a train engineer. That was his desire in life. And his dad, being this staunch German heritage person, said, no, you're a farmer, you're staying here. And so that's what my grandpa did. So the song... It's a lot about my grandfather getting the family through the Dust Bowl and the Depression, but always, always sort of dreaming of being able to be a train engineer. Plum Creek Farmer. His papa was a German, staunch and strict and distant as a glance. A 
being raised by strangers, the whip was used to teach him. But he wanted to work on trains and ride the iron railroad. But a farmer he was born, a proud farmer he would stay. Grandpa here, whistleblower, it's calling you, you know. Across the prairie, straight and true, just like the fields you sow. Family came, the weather changed, the dirty thirties blew. Across the prairie came the dust, crops were very few. He took a job where he could find farming did not pay. He showed the movies for the town, never went astray. Oh, grandpa here, whistleblower, it's calling you, you know. Cross the prairie, straight and true, just like the fields you sow. Children grew, you pushed them hard to go to school and find a better way. They sought their dreams, you always stood behind. They moved on, you worked the farm, you living slowly grew. Never rich, but always proud. They were proud of you. Across the prairie blows the wind. An old man lives alone. His wife is gone. His time has passed. He wonders where it's gone. He had a good life. Some would say family love abounds. Yet in his heart he'll always hear the distant lonesome sound. Grandpa here, the whistle blow. It's calling you, you know. Across the prairie, straight and true, just like the fields you sow. Craig Simpson's song "Plum Creek Farmer." That wanderlust. Well, I guess maybe I don't know if you're you're saying that your grandfather had wanderlust or not, but. You clearly seem to have had a share of it. Maybe it was compressed out of his generation and showed up full force in yours. I don't. I don't know. So, do you feel like you fit into your family? I mean, and I'm by your family. I'm not referring only to your nuclear family, your mother, father, your sisters, but your cousins' generation. Or are you the odd folk singer out of the group, or something? Both. Both, to be honest, I definitely am probably very unique in that group, as is much of my dad's family, meaning my my mom and my sisters. But you know, I think that the family has always veered toward the relationship and the love, even though the politics and the lifestyle sometimes gets in the way. I tell people jokingly that my uncles were tea party before there was a tea party, but they're also great people, and we find common ground, which is important. But my dad, when he moved away from Kansas, he was stationed at Fort McCoy here in Wisconsin, and 
coming from the Dust Bowl, he could not believe how beautiful it was here with all the green and the water and just decided he would settle here. And one of his early influences was Frank Zeidler. We had a whole series of socialist mayors here in, in Milwaukee, and my dad ended up in a study group with Frank Zeidler, who was one of their socialist mayors and a, a very progressive thinker. He was heavily influenced by that. So my dad, uh, and then subsequently myself and my sisters, we went in a very different direction from those uh, Central Plains farmers that I come from. By the way, where is Plum Creek? It uh, runs through my grandpa's farm, just on the outskirts of Holyrood, Kansas. Did you want to mention, by the way, about the picture on the Plum Creek Farmer CD? Oh, sure, sure. Well, the front picture, there's a little bit of a backstory here. That part of Kansas, they had no trees when the Europeans came through. But just below the surface of the soil, there's a stone. They call it post stone, and it fractures in straight lines. And they found that it was ridiculously heavy, but they could use it for things like fence posts as well as some buildings or parts of buildings. But the picture here shows a, an abandoned farm in a place called, I believe it's Black Wolf, Kansas. It's a farmer who made his entire farm of post stone. And then the back photo, it's got an old Chevy Impala basically driving across the prairie. So my wife, who could not believe that she spent so much time, or would be spending any time really in Kansas, I told her that there's two things that would happen that uh, she knew she was in Kansas. And number one was that someone would come up to me and ask what Simpson boy I belong to based on how I look. And the other thing is to have one of my relatives basically just decide to drive off the dirt road through a ditch and across the prairie to show us something. And so that's actually my grandpa and my wife in that car driving across the prairie. <laughs> going to, going to, he's showing us something. It might even be the farm on the front. I don't remember. But uh, classic Kansan to have, have that happen. You've got some wonderful stories to share, Craig. Oh, thank you. I want to remind our listeners that we are speaking with Craig Simpson. He is my guest today for Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit Radio production. We're on the web at northernspiritradio.org, and on that site you'll find almost 10 years of our programs for free listening and download. You'll also find links and information to our guests, like for Craig Simpson, you'll find a link both to his site, craigtunes.com, and pattycraig.com. That's Patty with a Y. Again, you can find the link on northernspiritradio.org. There's also comments, and we love to have your comments when you visit because we love two-way communication. There's a place where you can support us. That is how this is funded. So your support is crucial, and we're not getting it from the corporations. We need it from our friends. So please support us. But even more important than that, remember to support your local community radio stations. Right now, we need options on media that we're not getting and community radio stations bring you a slice of news and of music that you just get nowhere else on the American airwaves. So start by supporting your local community radio station. Again, Craig Simpson is here. So why don't you give us a little bit more of your music, sharing your music? For the next song, I thought I would bring it back home a little bit. The song is Geese in the Night. And it was uh, one of these moments of inspiration, I guess, if, or just you better write a song about this. But I was coming home from a house concert that I was the audience in, in the Milwaukee area. And to walk from that home back to my house, I had to go through sort of a light industrial area. So because of the city, the clouds, the underside of the clouds were very illuminated. It was autumn, and I started hearing geese. 
And I'm very compelled to look up when I hear the geese. Even though they're very, very common these days, I still look up to see them. And, of course, with the cloud cover, I thought, well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to see them, but I'm still looking up. And then a very, one of those moments, it, it occurred, there was a, like a parting in the cloud, like a gap in the cloud, and I could look right up into the heavens, and they looked very dark. I could see the stars clearly. And then the geese flew right through that opening, so I saw their underbellies, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. And then a shooting star came right through that, so I thought, okay, I'm being told to write a song here. So, <laughs> Message <laughs> if, if delivered. If you've ever been told to write a song, that was the moment. So I wrote the song Geese in the Night, and it actually sort of reflects on how the natural world, if it had a thought, how it would view all the changes, like industrial areas and things like that in the modern world. Geese in the Night, Craig Simpson. Geese in the night, flying overhead. I wonder if they think this world's gone crazy. Peace in the night Am I dreaming instead Between them past a star Did it come from near or far Can I figure what it's trying to tell me The cold winds of November Cloudless night in fall City lights Rob the stars from my eyes Somewhere in the distance I hear the beacon call Crying in the night Lonely for the sight I wish some well on their long cold journey Then from straight up above Their bodies all aglow Gliding through the air I stopped, I had to stare These travelers of the sky With factories all around It seemed so right I listened as they told me They told me of the fields Wild rice and trees Of times when the earth was still dreaming I heard them speak of light In the early morning sky Or the quiet of the wind When the night slips back again Geese in the night Flying overhead Wonder if they think this world's gone crazy. Geese in the night, am I dreaming instead? Between them past the star, did it come from near or far? Can I figure what it's trying to tell me? Craig Simpson's song, Geese in the Night. My heart is aching a little bit after listening to that, Craig. I mean, there's pain, hope mixed up in there. Do you tend to be a hopeful person? Very much so, yeah. I'm very much the optimist. In spite of what you, what the geese might be telling you? Well, you know, you, I guess I, I look at it as that, you know, lack of hope is paralyzing. 
you know, over the years, you have these things that sort of instruct you. Some things that have really hit me, one is that activism for causes, I guess you'd say progressive causes, causes that I tend toward, that it's not generational, that you find people in every generation who fight the good fight for justice, for a clean environment, things like that. And then one time I was talking with Wendell Berry, and this was during the height of a, an administration, I won't say which one, that I was rather frustrated with, and it seemed like, oh my God, we're going backward. And and I asked him how he kept faith, how he kept hope all those years. And, and he said something to the effect that doing the right thing should never be based on the likelihood of success, that doing the right thing should always be based simply on it, you know, your sense of you're doing the right thing. In that context, I think it's very important to maintain hope that there always have to be people pushing from my side, I guess I would say, without being too arrogant about my politics, you know, just that, that you know, you just like, sort of need to keep exerting pressure to move things in the direction that you want them to go in so that you can see a world that you believe in. So, you know, clearly bad things happen, but it's also very important for people to keep hope and to keep trying because lack of that seems like defeat to me. You made a comment earlier about diversity of outlooks amongst your relatives, and you said, you know, some of them are like tea party before there was a tea party. Would you describe yourself as part of the coffee party or the latte party? Or uh, the... <laughs> I, I definitely have had a very strong addiction to coffee for many years. <laughs> no, I, I guess that's a fair, a fair statement, yeah. You know, as a kid, my dad was, he started the first teachers union in Milwaukee, my influences in the home were, uh, in terms of music, early on, you know, Chad Mitchell trio, uh, you know, Pete Seeger, uh, Woody Guthrie. So I've had this as a part of my life. So I guess I have not fallen very far from the tree, good or bad. That's that's where I am. Well, keep us going on your music. What's up next? For the next song, I thought we could go to Joanne's Waltz. This is moving into a little bit different part of my life. Now, you mentioned, Mark, that you're a dancer. Somewhere when I first, actually it was when Patty and I first moved in with each other, our house, the guy that lived upstairs in, a, in an apartment, he introduced us to this champion Irish fiddler, Maria Therese. We had a little music party that she was at, and she apparently liked what I did as a guitarist, and she said, would you like to accompany me at dances? And these are mostly contra dances, which I don't know if you have those up there. Oh, sure. Okay, sure. And they're, you know, they're a big deal. It's sort of a subculture, but it's a big deal. So for over 20 years, Maria and I, she now works with Glass Gas Bay, but for over 20 years we held down a dance here in Milwaukee and then traveled around quite a bit playing dances. And the uh, figureheads here in Milwaukee were John and Joanne Woodford, which many of your listeners may already have heard of or know of. This whole dancing thing was new to me. I had no idea this was going on, and so I was sort of amazed by it and still am. And John and Joanne, they were an older couple, and usually when we would play our last waltz of the evening, they would always be out there together dancing, and I was just sort of amazed by it. Somehow I got it in my head that, that they met at a dance and fell in love dancing. So I wrote this song called Joanne's Waltz. Turns out that's not true at all. They, they met at a tall person's club. <laughs> but, but, I, but I liked the song so much that I thought, and I told them, I said, I'm just going to keep the song. I know it's not accurate, but we're just keeping the song. So... <laughs> And I believe Maria is on there. I think Maria's playing fiddle on that song. Joanne's Waltz, Craig Simpson. Late in the evening when the dancing's about over And the band plays a slow move waltz The lights down low 
my arms around you, we circle and face the ones that we love. We circle and face, we dip as we hold on, as the candles glow soft, as the love in our hearts. And I'm singing, take me alone on the dance floor where the quiet's surrounded by the notes of the band spin me alone on the dance floor and gently hold me with a touch of your hand with a touch of your hand The source we can't fathom our bodies in rhythms with the heavens above. And I'm singing, take me alone on the dance floor where the quiet's surrounded by the notes of the band. Spin me alone on dance floor and gently hold me with a touch of your hand with a touch of your hand definitely a song from my heart it's joanne's waltz by craig simpson a little maria torres in there as well i think you heard the fiddle interlude there particularly. I always wonder for folks like you, Craig, who are making music, does that mean you don't get a chance to move your feet around the floor? Do you ever get out on the floor? I don't, not as much as I'd like to, I guess. And not so much because I'm a musician, though you don't get out to see what you want to see or do what you want to do as often because you're often occupied on weekends. But actually, I I would have to say, to be honest, most of my dancing when in my youth was to rock and roll and R&B and reggae, things like that. I loved doing the things like the contra dancing and not too much of the international dancing that you're involved with. But no, you don't, you don't get out to do it nearly as much as you might if you're, if you're the one up on the stage playing for the dancers. I do love that. And I do love ballroom as well. I mean, first I started rock dancing and then I did ballroom dancing and then I came to international folk dancing. 
But my wife and I have an agreement when we were married over 20 years ago that we save the waltzes for each other. So this song is kind of special for me because we have that agreement. That's really nice. That's a nice story. Yeah. Well, let's keep going. I think we got a couple more tunes of yours we'd like to share before the end of this interview. So what's next from Craig Simpson? I thought that I would change styles up a little bit. Being happily married I, and, and in love now for myself a little over 25 years, I don't write the tragic love songs anymore. So this song is called Must Be Love. And it definitely reflects my relationship with Patty, and, and it shifts in style a little bit to more of a jazz-influenced song, so it's a, it's a little bit different. Must be love. I can't find it in the park and I can't find it in the dark So it's nestled right here in my heart Must be love Pushes the more when I'm mowing along Does the dishes and it sings this song It's always right, it can't be wrong Must be love Must be love, it ain't out of place Look in the mirror, it's all over my face It ain't no shame, it ain't no disgrace A good feeling and I think I've got it, yeah When we're kissing, we're taking a walk Lying quiet or having a talk oh, My heart's soaring like a big old hawk Yeah, must be love Love, it ain't out of place Look in the mirror, it's all over my face It ain't no shame, it, it ain't no disgrace A good feeling and I think I've got it Yeah, when we're kissing, we're taking a walk Lying quiet or having a talk oh, My heart's soaring like a big old hawk Ooh, must be love yeah, yeah, you to draw me a morning. Say, say, bon. Must be love. That's from the CD Plum Creek Farmer. That Plum Creek Farmer maybe is Craig Simpson. Actually, I don't know that you ever put your hands to the plow there, Craig, but maybe you at least watched your dad or your grandfather doing it. I did a lot of watching, but the young guy being loosed on a Midwest farm like that, you're just in heaven. And then when they ask you to help, you, you notch that up a bit. And then when they ask you to drive the tractor, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're about ready to fall over. So I, I can't say I'm a farmer. I would never say that. But I've had the experience. And absolutely, as a kid, it was just it was amazing. And these people, you know, they don't exist anymore. You know, this sort of Rockwell image of America, 
it just seemed to start disappearing rapidly in the 80s and the 90s. And especially out there, it's just very, very difficult to find anybody farming on that level anymore because it's just economically not viable. So I feel very fortunate to have that whole side of my family that, you know, engaged in that and haven't been able to experience it so closely. You know, I don't want to be critical too much because uh, I'm not a really critical person. But in that song, you toss in a little bit of polyglot speak. Uh, you say, je t'adore, mi amore, c'est si bon, which is going... <laughs> I probably said it incorrectly. <laughs> well, you went from French to Italian back to French. And <laughs> have you got some influence? I thought you were supposed to speak German. No, I don't speak it. I don't speak anything well. No, I, I ask people, I say, how do you say, you know, I love you in this language? How do you say I love you in that language? I thought I was in French the whole time, but I must be switching out of it. I did ask a German friend, and that was like, that was like, ich lieber dich or something. I thought, I'm not doing that. I did want to ask you a little bit about the influences in your life, religiously, spiritually, your parents, what you get from combining with Patty. Did you have religious, spiritual influences, and do they live out your life now? Yes. My background, it's, it's kind of a mixed bag. Obviously, my extended relatives, it was a very much a Christian culture, so I, I did have that influence. But my mom, her grandfather's mom, so my great-great-grandmother was Native American. So he was raised, my great-grandpa was raised by his mom, and he raised my mom, and not a lot changed. So they were from a very, very remote area in northern Wisconsin. They lived back in the woods. But, you know, when I was a kid, for example, and especially the way my mom was raised, they never went to church. He would say things like, I don't want to go, I would never step in a church where I can be cornered by the devil, which I've heard at powwows as humor. So his influence is very much Native. Even though I don't have any strong sense of the tribe, I just know they came from the Great Lakes region up in Canada, came down into uh, Ohio, then Wisconsin. But, you know, all of his uh, orientation was more natural, uh, including just uh, medicinal things. And even when I was a kid visiting, he'd always be in the swamp. If we had sore throats, he'd look for nettle roots, he'd look for wormwood, he'd look for all of these natural ways to heal us. So I think my mom, when she came to Milwaukee looking for work, she was not oriented toward Christianity. My dad, having come here, and I think he's a very intellectually curious fellow, he was also looking for something else, falling into the study group with Frank Seidler. Somehow they landed in the Unitarian Church, and that's where I was raised. And, and back then it was still very much secular humanist kind of orientation. I, I was sort of raised basically to follow my own path. I guess that's what you would say. So in that sense, that's my the platform that I was raised under. But the truth is, what I find is that there are these moments and these people in life that really, really inform you if you're paying attention. So, for example, we had some close friends, Quakers, who were very they were close family friends, and they were artists. And they almost, it was like they gave me permission to be an artist just by their example and their words and their interests in my pursuit of various artistic things. So it's, I guess I would say that my spiritual platform was sort of spiritual exploration, but I'm more informed by specific events and specific people where that moment of inspiration, it just sort of whomps you on the head a little bit, and it's like, whoa, you know, that's something there. And then if you're paying attention, it, it helps make you who you are. And by the way, those Quaker friends, do you remember names? Uh, yeah, George and Devira Stewart. 
when he passed away, the uh, I don't know what you would call it. It's not a the memorial service. It wasn't really a service per se, but sure, it was a, a memory celebration. Uh, you know the the Quaker tradition, which you you know you know more than I do. But silence and reflection with spoken sharing that went on for a couple hours, and it was a very very beautiful thing. And that happened. That was in Madison, and his daughters Rebecca and Robin still live in the Madison area. Were they from Oconomowoc? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I met Robin when she was still a teen. I was just going to college because I, I, I grew up in Oconomowoc. Oh, okay, sure. First folks I met who didn't believe in having a lawn or anything. and so Yeah, and they had the coolest house and the coolest toys I ever encountered. <laughs> they designed their own house, so they're artists that actually created this space, this amazing space out there in the woods. And then the toys were so creative and fun and so yeah, it was, it was quite a thing to have have known them as you know from my as far back as I can remember having them part of my life. I think we're coming to the end here. I got time for one more. How shall we conclude your song of the soul, Craig? Well, the last song is called "Doing All Right," and it's probably more autobiographical. It uh, reflects on various things that have happened. I feel in some ways that I've lived very different lives in my time here on Earth and. This certainly is very reflective of one of those times when I was uh, very much out there on the edge. So the quotes, like I referenced uh, poor boy Eugene Butler, he was an actual person, and he actually said those things. Uh, Again, you know, those moments where you're struck by other people's words and they, they become part of your story. And in fact, speaking of George Stewart, I just didn't even think about this till now, but I come back to this line that I live better than Caesar ever could meaning that in our contemporary lives, as much as we may complain, we have amazing comfort, even compared to someone like Caesar, who back you know, in his time did not have what we have, even in our more modest existence. His, his life probably wasn't quite as cushy as ours, and George Stewart was the one who said that, and I picked that up from him. So, yeah, this is, this is a bit of a story, uh, I guess, of my life. And again, it's a pretty bouncy, jazzy-type tune. I'm grateful for all the gifts that you brought us today, Craig. Again, folks, we've been speaking with Craig Simpson. Find him on the web with his wife, Patty. That's with a Y, pattycraig.com. You can also find Craig, his own site, at craigtunes.com. Both those links are on northernspiritradio.org. Again, Craig, it's just been such fun getting to know you. I'm amazed at our intersection of people and such from down in Milwaukee and years gone by, names I hadn't thought of for a few decades. And I really just appreciate your music, your soul, your optimism, and the fact that you could join me today for Song of the Soul. Well, thank you, Mark. It's been a real pleasure, and it has been a wonderful conversation. I look forward to meeting you someday. A tip, folks. There are some bonus excerpts of this interview that we couldn't fit in the broadcast. Find them at northernspiritradio.org. So we conclude our Song of the Soul visit with Craig Simpson with Doing All Right. And we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. I like to laugh. I like a little tickle. My hair is white. I'm a little thick in the middle. I think I am doing all right. Dog done died, but my wife still loves me. I've got no demons, I'm pretty happy. I think I am doing all right. Ain't got angst, some people say. Disqualifies me from singing this way. 
I look around, it don't seem so bad. Why should I go around hanging my head? Poor boy said, son, quit your bitching. From where I sit, nothing is fixing. I think you are doing all right. Eugene, poor boy, Butler said, Looking son is better than dead. I think you are doing all right. Your belly's full and your head is dry. Your bed is soft, there's no tear in your eye. I think you are doing all right. I try to sing in a negative way. I still come back. Something to say If you don't give people hope Or make them smile If you haven't got hope I think you're paralyzed I live better than Caesar ever could Come on, kiss me, baby Make me feel good Help me now, help me feel alright Try to sing in a negative way Still come back with something to say But don't give people hope or make them smile If you haven't got hope, I think you're paralyzed I live better than Caesar ever could oh, Come on, squeeze me, baby, make me feel good Help me now, help me feel alright Help me now, help me feel All right. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a song.